Recently, NBC News decided to interview a bunch of different Trump supporters to find out what they thought about the prospect of the man that they blindly support going to prison and possibly being in prison during the 2024 election and beyond. And to pretty much nobody's surprise, these cult members actually said they don't care. We don't care if he's in prison while he is president of the United States. Cause you know, specifically they're talking about the Georgia case where Trump is facing a minimum of five years and it's a state crime, not a federal crime. So he wouldn't be able to pardon himself and the governor of the state of Georgia does not have the authority to pardon people. They have a pardon board and you have to wait five years to be able to submit your request for a pardon. So if Trump goes to jail in Georgia, he will be in jail in Georgia for the minimum of the next entire presidential administration. So there's a good chance dude goes to jail from at least 2024 to 2028. Um, so his supporters, however, say like, we don't care. Like he could, he could do it from jail. That's literally what these people are saying. Let me read you some of these responses. One of them actually said it would be kind of fun to see. Actually. I know that sounds crazy. Yes, it does. Yes, it does sound crazy. So I'm glad you're still coherent enough to know that what you're saying is crazy. And on that note, I'm going to say it actually kind of would be fun to see. I know. Sorry. (laughs) Here's another one. Arizona Trump supporter Dana Duke suggested, for instance, that quote, if he's convicted and he wins, put the Oval Office in whatever prison they have him in. Brilliant, right? Why didn't we think of that? Just go to the White House, get the big desk, and you can take a couple guys to move it. It's a big desk. Um, I don't know if you get double doors in there to be able to move it. You may have to take out a wall. I don't know the logistics, but you get the desk, you drag it out of the White House, throw it up on a U-Haul, drive it down to that Georgia prison, stick it in his jail cell, then boom, brand new Oval Office. Again, why didn't we think of this brilliant idea? Republican Vicki Scott claimed there was nothing that would keep her from voting for Trump again and issued a veiled threat based on her belief that the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. <laughs> Vicki Scott says, quote, he could still run for president if he's behind bars and he would still get the same amount of votes. Keep him tied up all next year and we're still going to vote for him. And I'll tell you what, if it gets stolen again, it might be a third world war. I don't know if that's what Vicky sounds like, but in my head, that is definitely what Vicky sounds like because that's definitely the kind of thing you would expect from a backwoods hick Republican. Um, yeah, they don't care. The cult members do not care again to nobody's surprise, but at some point, shouldn't we have not reporters out there talking to these people? Shouldn't we send mental health professionals to do these interviews? People who are experts in deprogramming cult members. I'm not kidding either. Like those are the people that NBC news should be hiring. Don't send out, you know, you're on the field reporter with a microphone send out a psychologist with a microphone that knows how to talk to people that are in these mental states and just try to get a little bit of reason and rationale in there. I can't reason with these people. You can't reason with these people. These reporters can't reason with these people. 
But if we, I don't know, maybe switch up the roles a little bit, let the reporters take a day off and send the mental health professionals out there to do these interviews, maybe they can crack a couple of these nuts. And I mean that quite literally. Maybe. Otherwise, like this one woman said, we could be looking at World War III. Because if Trump loses, doesn't matter if he loses by, you know, 30 million votes, they're going to claim it was stolen. There will be violence. There will. Like, not maybe, there will be. So maybe send the mental health professionals out now and save ourselves a lot of chaos next year. Fox News host Brian Kilmeade had a bit of an oopsie-doo moment this past week when he was caught on an open mic while, uh, I guess, guest hosting whatever they call it on the Fox show Outnumbered. It was during the first vote for Jim Jordan to become Speaker of the House and right after Republican Representative Don Bacon voted against, against Jim Jordan, Kilmeade, not realizing that his mic was still open and live and hot, called Bacon a dumbass, called him a dumbass. I mean, technically not wrong. You're right, but for the wrong reasons. And I'll get more to that in just a moment. But Kilmeade, after this fiasco, decided not to apologize, but to actually just kind of double down on it. So Kilmeade goes on his radio show later in the week to talk about the dumbass comment he made And this is what he said on his radio program. I was on the set of Outnumbered. We were taking the vote live, and this guy votes. Congressman Bacon doesn't vote for Jim Jordan. And it just makes, after two weeks to think about where Republicans were at, we watched Jordan lose 20, but but that was the first. I did not know my mic was open, but next thing you know, by the time I walk upstairs out of Outnumbered, my seventh hour of broadcasting, my last words were dumbass. Those were the words that were being carried everywhere. I was like, wow, your mic was open. My mic was open for six hours and 58 minutes. Nobody cared what I said, but I say one word on an off-mic moment and everybody's like, wow, I can't believe you said that. No one's really upset that I said it. No one said I'm wrong that I said it. I'm stunned. And after two weeks of therapy, people going home on their own and coming back, they're still doing the same thing. Nobody said I'm wrong. Look, dude, because you're not. Again, you're right, but for the wrong reasons. Like, you got the equation wrong, but still came out with the correct answer somehow. Because Republicans are dumbasses. I mean, I think dumbassery is probably the best word to describe what we've witnessed going on in the House of Representatives for the last three weeks. So you're not wrong to call them a dumbass. You're just doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, I'm glad that Bacon voted against Jim Jordan, but Bacon is also still a horrible Republican congressperson with horrible Republican beliefs. He is not a hero. He is not a good person, in my opinion. He's just a run-of-the-mill, crappy, horrible, wants-to-take-your-rights-away Republican. So, he is a dumbass. But he's not a dumbass for voting against Jim Jordan. Do you see the thing? Like, again, your rationale is wrong, but your sentiment is correct. And that's why nobody told you you were wrong. Because the entire country is looking at the Republican Party right now thinking, what a bunch of dumbasses. 
right? I mean, Thursday, Jim Jordan comes out and says, I'm done. I'm not running for speaker again. Then 7 a.m. Friday morning, he's holding a press conference like, we're doing another vote and I'm still in this thing, baby. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know who their leaders are. They don't know how to get themselves out of the situation that Matt Gates put them in. And he did it because he's a dumbass. They're stuck in it because they're all dumbasses. So Brian Kilmeade is right, but he's right for the wrong reasons. But him being correct is kind of what stunned everybody, right? That's why he's like, they were all talking about it. Yeah, because out of all the things that we've seen crazy in the last few weeks, Brian Kilmeade saying something accurate was not something that any of us actually expected. Special Prosecutor Jack Smith has set a trap for Donald Trump that Donald Trump has no way to avoid. He has to step into the trap. And then once he steps into the trap, there is literally no way out for him. But Jack Smith is a very talented prosecutor. So here's what's happened. Jack Smith has told Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is overseeing the January 6th and election interference cases, um, has told Judge Chutkin, Judge, Donald Trump has to declare whether or not he is going to use an advice of counsel defense at trial. Now, typically in a trial, criminal, civil, whatever it is, the two sides do not have to tell each other what their defense is going to be, right? I mean, you know, you kind of have to strategize and then you hit them with it at trial. But for this one, for this advice of counsel defense, Trump would have to declare it because if Donald Trump does say, yes, yes, I am using an advice of counsel defense. What that means is suddenly all of those documents and communications that are privileged under attorney client privilege, that privilege goes out the door. And if Donald Trump says, yes, I'm using advice of counsel, then Jack Smith gets his hands on memos between Trump and his lawyers, letters, emails, text messages, phone records, everything. Because if Trump says, this is my defense, it opens those documents up for discovery. And Jack Smith will have unfettered access to all of it so that he can see what Trump's lawyers said. And of course that would be presented to a jury as well. So if Trump wants to go with that defense, which is what he said, he's going to do publicly, then all of his communications suddenly become property of Jack Smith. Now, if Donald Trump says he is not using that defense, which is the only other option he has to pick yes or no. If he says, no, I'm not using it then that cuts off what might be the only possible viable legal defense that Donald Trump has. Because if he says he's not using it, then those documents are still protected and they're not open to discovery, which means they cannot be used in court. So if Trump says, no, I'm not using it, then he is forbidden from using that defense. So if his lawyers go in there and try to start going down that path, Smith can object. It would be sustained and they would have to change up. No good outcome for Trump on this, but here's another caveat. 
And Trump says he is using that legal defense. Not only did the documents become available to Jack Smith, but there's also, uh, how many is it? 25 witnesses in this case that have exerted some kind of executive or attorney client privilege. Those 25 witnesses would then have their privilege claims revoked. So if Trump wants to use the only possible legal defense he has, he has to give up the privilege on all the documents and all the people. And they can't wiggle out of that. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Jack Smith knew it. And he brilliantly set this trap for Trump that Trump has no way out of. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.